The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus said, if another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the faults when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Paraphrased from the blessing of a marriage in our Book of Common Prayer. Let our love for each other be a seal upon our hearts, a mantle upon our shoulders, and a crown upon our foreheads. Amen. Whether we are married, or part of a family, or on a team of some sort, or part of a neighborhood, or a faith community, our togetherness is blessed by God. This community right here, right now, in this place, made up of people who have been here for 60 years, or one year, or 20 minutes, is a blessed community. Community is sacred. Community is also difficult. And if today's scripture is any clue into our past, it has always been difficult and therefore in need of just rules and loving commandments. And it seems community has always been worth it. Exodus gives the Israelites very specific steps on how to enact the Passover within community, a tradition that binds Abrahamic faith communities from generation to generation with the reality of God's liberating presence in our midst. The psalm tells us to sing praises to God in our congregations, to be joyful together. The epistle, which is just beautiful, says, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. It goes on to say that all of the laws and commandments boil down to love towards one another, having a regard for the well-being of everyone else. But again, this is hard when played out in the context of daily life and community and diverse personalities. So the reading gets more specific, listing a bunch of behaviors that in all likelihood will derail our attempts to love one another. Jealousy, reveling in drunkenness, licentiousness, debauchery, etc. 
And then in our gospel, Jesus gives the disciples a specific process to engage when they encounter conflict amongst themselves. And he makes two important claims about how things work with God in community. To me, this is sort of a work really hard to be in community because these really great things happen when you do that. And those two claims are this. The first one, I think is actually, it could be easily misunderstood because the translation is a little odd. It says, whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. It sounds a little bit like we are the ones who control what happens in heaven. But the actual translation is this. Whatever we bind on earth is whatever has been bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth is whatever has been loosed in heaven. In other words, when we are at our best in community, we are making manifest that which God has already made manifest. That which reflects the kingdom of God. Community is about reflecting and thus expanding upon the kingdom. The second claim in the gospel is about how Jesus promises to be with us. He promises to be with us whenever two or more of us gather in his name. He is with us when we are with one another. I don't think this excludes the reality that Jesus is also with us in our solitude, but his promise to be with us when we are together speaks to our need for community as a way to experience Christ through each other. Here in this place at Trinity, one can witness Christ in community all the time. People come here all week long to gather in groups, stuff bulletins, pray, knit, tackle projects, consult about the running of the church, make music, care for one another's children, listen to one another, build a new parish house. Two weeks ago, we gathered here to embark on a pilgrimage, a mobile faith community. And in a week, we will gather here to break ground for our new parish house. Actually, let me talk about that for a moment. Next Sunday, just before the end of this 10 o'clock service, we as a community will walk out to the construction zone and break ground for the new parish house. While work has been happening for months now, most of it has been demolition and preparation work. But now we are almost ready to start raising the frame of our new building. This is very exciting. And because we are Episcopalians, it is a time to pause and do a ritual. We will move some dirt around, say some prayers, and celebrate. I believe that there will be yellow plastic hard hats and cake. Groundbreaking will be an opportunity to notice who we are in community, to notice our love for one another, our love for God, and how those loves have motivated us to build a space that will be infinitely more equipped for the ministries that we share. A space where two or more can gather in Christ's name in a myriad of ways. This building project is giving us 
a significant opportunity to be together with Christ as each of us sees and takes on opportunities to give a little for the common good. A little patience, a little leeway, a little group anticipation, a little prayer, a little financial support, and a little extra love towards one another. All of these little and big generosities culminate into a powerful energy that illuminates the ways in which we are making manifest the kingdom of God here on earth. But how do we do that amid the noise and haste of a construction zone? We might not have much jealousy, drunkenness, licentiousness, or debauchery here at Trinity, but that doesn't mean it is always easy to be in community with one another, especially when our facility is under construction and we are trying to start a new program year with limited space and limited knowledge about when each space will be available from one week to the next. And yet, there is a really cool thing happening everywhere I look in this construction zone. Working so close to one another that having a confidential conversation or finding a space to talk can be difficult, I have found that we are checking in with one another more often. In our attempts to find spaces and setups that will work for each ministry, we are looking closely at what we do and why and how we can adapt and even improve upon the work that we have been given to do. And while it is good that this year of transition is only one year, I hope and pray, I have discovered that I kind of love being under construction. I love how alive this place is right now, how fresh and surprising each day can be as our spaces evolve, how freely the Holy Spirit moves around this place in our conversations and ideas. So I love this. And it's loud and sometimes insane in a construction zone. Much is asked of us. The challenges bring to mind last week's gospel about taking up our cross. Last week, in reflecting on the idea of taking up our cross, I invited us to take up the holy opportunities that come our way to take up our lives and follow Christ's example by living authentically into who we were made to be. And I will add, because I see our three pilgrims are here right now, to follow in the example of the three young people who took up their packs and did something authentic with Christ on a pilgrimage a couple weeks ago. Today, I invite us to take up this new season of activity and growth in this community and be aware that we are taking it up with Christ in community. Maybe we decide to take on something new. Explore a new ministry, a new project, a new friendship, a new prayer practice, a new way of connecting to one another, a new way of seeing God in our communal life, a new way of being in community. In just a little while, the children will return to the sanctuary with their school bags, and they will come forward for a backpack blessing 
as they embark upon a new school year. I wonder if each of us can do the same. If we can each envision the backpack that we need for the journey ahead, packed with the scriptures that equip us, the commandments that guide us, the life experience that informs us, the community that supports us and needs us, the love that fills us, and the Christ who accompanies us. And I wonder what else is packed into each of our individual backpacks. As we take up our pack to follow Christ along with this beloved community of traveling companions, I pray that we not only take up the challenges and responsibilities of the community and the commandments that help us to be held accountable to one another, I pray that we take up the mantle of Christ's love and our love for one another. I will end today with more of the prayer that I began with. While it is from our marriage liturgy, it speaks of the ways in which we are called into relationship with one another in a way that creates space for the love of Jesus Christ to fuel us as we strive towards the kingdom. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Let our love for each other be a seal upon our hearts, a mantle upon our shoulders, and a crown upon our foreheads. Bless us in our work and in our companionship, in our sleeping and in our waking, in our joys and in our sorrows, in our lives and in our deaths. Finally, in your mercy, bring us to that table where your saints feast forever in your heavenly home. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen.